time I present unto you none only than our very own pastor and founder here at the Upper Room. Come on, church, as we pass the Edward E. Worry with the Kingdom. Amen. 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 Let the church say amen. Amen. Say amen again. Amen. But truly, God has been good to us. He blessed us to see another day. Amen. He woke us up this morning. Amen. Ain't he all right? He's all right. Oh, yes, he is. He's all right. And to be thankful for his goodness means so much. Amen. I'd like to invite your attention this afternoon to First Peter um, 5 and 8. First Peter 5 and 8. Amen. When you get it, you can say amen. Almost there. Not going to be for you long. But as God lead us, that's the way we roll. That's all right. The reason you hear me, be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. And my thought today would be, any satanic attack reveals what Satan fears most in your future. Any satanic attack reveals what Satan fears most in your future. Father, we thank you for your loving kindness. Speak to our hearts and our minds. In the name of Jesus, anoint these lips of clay that it may speak your word. In Christ's name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Your past is over. Your future is feared. Think about your mind for a moment. Just think about it, your mind for a moment. It is a terrible thing to waste. Your mind has two functions, the memory and the imagination. The purpose of your memory is to replay events in your past. The purpose of your imagination is to pre-play events in your future. Now, since your past is over, Satan has no fear of it. He merely uses it as a memory to taunt, to imitate, and demoralize you. But it is over. God does not remember the sin in your past. So why should you? Psalms 103, verse 11 and 12 says, For as the heaven is high above the earth. So great is his mercy 
towards them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. So, when Satan keeps showing you the same photographs of yesterday's failures, it is only an indication that it is running low on material. That he's running low on material because you saved now. So you always bring up your past. He has nothing fresh to flash on your screen of your mind. He is simply scrambling to find worthless and old photographs to paralyze you emotionally and spiritually. It is important for you to move quickly away from the memories that destroyed you. I'll say that again. It is important for you to move quickly away from the memories that destroyed you. Scripture says, Isaiah 43 and 18, he said, remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. In other words, that's behind you. And we're going forward. You see, focusing on tomorrow moves you away from yesterday. I mean, think about it. Focusing on tomorrow, it moves you away from yesterday. What happened yesterday happened yesterday, but you're thinking about today and tomorrow. Isaiah 43 and 19, breaks right down from 18, says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now, it's your spring forth. It's going to happen. You ever see a spring? You spring, whoop, and fast. This is how fast it's going to happen. He said, Shall ye not know it? No, you don't know it. But he said, Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God said, I'm making a way. I just need you to make yourself available and stay focused on what he called you to do. Your future is intimidating to Satan. I'll say that again. Your future is intimidating to Satan. What do you mean? Well, look at the life of Moses. What stirred Pharaoh to kill the newborn Hebrews? The Hebrews were his slaves. But somehow, in the spirit world, an awareness emerged that a champion was in the womb of a woman of God. That coming champion would lead the Exodus, the Israelites, out of Egypt. And Pharaoh was about to lose millions of slaves who labored for him. So Pharaoh attacked on the children. 
revealed the potential of those children and was a threat to Satan. You may not believe it, but your living right and trusting God is a threat to Satan because he can't do to you what he used to do to you. He can't have you thinking and functioning like you used to because you're looking forward in God. If you're in God, you're moving. Sometimes it seems like you're just waiting and ain't moving nowhere, but you are moving. And you have to keep that in mind, knowing that you are moving. It would be devastating to his demonic rule, Satan, because the simple fact of these, this child that was being born, he was a threat to Satan. So remember the deliverer had been promised as Satan stood listening. He was listening. And he was listening in Genesis 3 and 15. Genesis 3 and 15. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thy shall bruise his heel. In other words, it went out. Satan, you defeated. And the folk that don't know Christ are his slaves. And since we know Christ, we know what Satan did to us. And because now we're on the hallelujah side, he don't like that. He's really hollering when we praise and when we worship God. He hollering. He ain't saying hallelujah, but he's hollering. He don't like that. Because you know why praise and start is damage in his kingdom. So, what about Herod? What caused him to suddenly kill all the children two years old and under? Well, let's look at Matthews 2 and verse 16. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, and were exceeding, exceedingly wroth, and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and in all the coasts thereof from two years old and under according to the time which he had that diligently inquired of the wise men. The story was that the three wise men came and they followed the star. And the scripture says that they was going down to Bethlehem where Christ was being born. And they came with riches. They came with incense. They came with all of that good stuff for the king. But when they got to King Herod, because he's standing, he want to know who these guys come to here looking all clean and gold and all this on camels. Mm -hmm. Who these guys? See, uh, we are the wise men. We have been sent. We follow the star. 
He said, what star? Right. He said, the star behind you. He turned around and looked. He said, he couldn't see the star. Right. But they saw the star and they followed the star. So he said, mm. since you see the star and a king is going to be born here, um, you know where? All we know is going to be born here in Bethlehem, Judea. You see, when I tell you what, since you're going to bless him uh, that's being born, can you go and bring me his location where he's being born? Because last time I checked, I was the king. <laughs> and ain't no other authority coming in and taking the fiddle over my kingdom. So, some mother's child would carry a great authority that would displace him from his throne. He was upset, he was mad, but he said, go. And they went and they blessed him. But the thing about it was, they were supposed to come back to tell the king where he was at and where he was born. But the Holy Spirit took them another way and told them no, because the king wants to slay him. And the Bible so they went their way and the king waited he said, they ain't came back yet. What they doing down there? Where they at? Two years now. So he was so angry. He said, okay, since the king is being born, I'm killing every child two years old and under. I'm taking them out. And then we read, we, we talk about this here, how he slaughtered them because he was in threat of his authority. Satan hates authority because he wants to be in control of everything. He wants to control your mind, your thoughts, your money, your emotions. He can't deal with the spiritual part because he ain't spiritual. He's a spirit, but he ain't spiritual. His whole job is to bring damnation on your life. So remember, wherever you fight your greatest battle, is where you experience your greatest victories and triumphs. I'll say that again. Wherever you fight your greatest battle is where you'll experience your greatest victories and triumphs. Look like your battle is fighting all the time, but it's victory in the battle. You will triumph if you stay with God. So the photograph of your triumph is in the pain of your trial. The photograph of your triumph is in the pain of your trial. So if you look long enough at your trial, you will see that the photograph of your promotion emerged clearly for your spirit to discern. Your people say they discern this, they discern. Well, that's because of the simple fact. They are looking at that trial, what that thing is trying to do, and when they call on God, there's gonna be a change. There's gonna be a difference. So, listen carefully to those whom God is using to break, bring in healing and marriages and broken relationships, because a lot of people have broken relationships. You can be in a relationship, but yet the relationship is broken. Right, right. 
almost every one of them has known abuse, rejection, or some deep sorrowful experience of a broken childhood home. And take some time to review the nature of the attacks you have experienced repeatedly. See that again. Take some time to review the nature of the attacks you have experienced repeatedly. How the attacks came. Who, 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 who brought the attacks? Who did Satan use to bring the attacks? He'll use you against you. And that's why you have to be so careful and so mindful about what you're saying. And when you're reading and understanding what God said, he said, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal the path he is qualifying and assigning for your work and in your walk. You have to ask the Holy Spirit. Someone has well said, the pain you can feel is the pain you can heal. Your tears of today will be the rain on someone's desert tomorrow. Somebody's in the desert. Somebody need rain. 2 Corinthians 10 Evangelist verse 3 to 5 NLT please. human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We don't wage war. We don't fight like the world fight. There's a difference there. Uh-huh. We use God's mighty weapons, mm -hmm. not worldly weapons, mm -hmm. to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning. We use God's weapons. And we know that that is in Ephesians 6 chapter. talks about that. We use God's weapons. And a lot of times we just can't use one weapon. See, I just wear the shoes, but you forgot the helmet and the breastplate and get all wounded upside the head and the chest, you know. Your feet good, but you, you got you got on the gospel, shoes of peace. But he wants us to stand that we are in a real warfare. And the devil, he ain't playing with none of us. His whole job is to destroy your dignity. He don't care nothing about you. He'll act like he loves you, but he can't stand you. Read. To knock down the strongholds of human reasoning mm -hmm. and to destroy false arguments. False arguments. Have you ever been in arguments and you find say, what, what I'm arguing for? It was unnecessary. It was falsely. Think about it. Falsely, you say, well, wait a minute. I waste all that time arguing. I've been mad at this person all this time for what? Falsely. And that's what Satan, he used that. If you notice, during that time, it really keeps you away from God. You can't stay focused on the work or prayer or reading the scriptures at all because falsely, you're in an argument. Somebody's arguing with you. Uh-huh. We destroy every proud obstacle. We destroy every proud obstacle. And there are many obstacles. Uh-huh. 
That keeps people from knowing God. That keeps people from knowing God. I found that a lot of hindrances people in the church. They hinder folk that want to come to God. Folk mean well. They mean well, but they in sin. They don't know how to come out and they need to come out. But the folk that's in church become a hindrance to them. They won't bring them. They won't encourage them. Encourage them. They won't even pray for them. Because they worried about it. They come in, they're going to move fast in the church. It ain't about how fast you move in the church. God said, he said, I'm Alpha, I'm Omega. I'm the beginning, I'm the end of you. People got the wrong concept. The whole job is that, look, this warfare, you got to strap up every day. Amen. We capture their rebellious thoughts. Isn't it? We, we capture their rebellious thoughts. So in other words, you can talk to people, they talk with you, but they're rebellious. About against you. They smile at them, but they can't stand the ground you're standing on. They look in your face and say, mm, you're right. <laughs> or say things, or spread things about you falsely. Listen, because of his love that he has for you, right. he has love for them too. But they ain't recognize it because they're too busy trying to tear down somebody. You don't get to the top by tearing down nobody. You find yourself there by yourself. Uh-huh. And teach them to obey Christ. Here, now listen. That's a message by itself. That's a ministry by itself. Teaching folk to learn Christ. Each time you come, your job is to Learn and obey. He promised if your obedience is going to take you to another level. When you learn things, it changes you. You don't stay the same. That's why the Bible says if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. You got a new life. Just like you got eternal life, you got a new life in Christ. And when you got a new life in Christ, there's going to be a great change in your life. You're going to think different. You're going to act different. Everything about it changes. Uh, I like the way I used to be. No, that was killing you. And when you think about it, it makes you feel sad. Read. And after you have become fully obedient, mm, fully obedient, but we will punish everyone who remains disobedient. Everyone that be disobedient, God say, don't worry about it. I got them. But you stay OB, okay? Not out of, that's not out of brain. That's obedient. Praise the Lord. Amen, somebody. You finish it? No, I don't want to say it. Give me Ephesians 6. 16 through 18. Take your time, pass it now. Good holiday. Read. In addition to all of these, mm -hmm. 6 to 16. If you, no, I want to. Uh, yeah, all, don't give me your NLT. Okay. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith. Hold up the shield of faith. That's 16, right? Yes, sir. Uh huh. To stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Mm -hmm. To stop the fiery what? 
arrows of the devil. Arrow. He's always shooting at you. Think about it. He's shooting even when you sleep. He's taking your sleep. And his arrows are thoughts. They're like daggers. And he's constantly doing this because he wants to listen. He wants to take your mind off of what you're thinking about the Lord. Mm -hmm. He don't want you thinking about God. He is letting on. He don't want you talking about God. Oh, yes. See, well, anytime I talk about the Lord, something happened to me. And when I don't talk about it, something happened to me. So what you going to do? Talk about it. Put on salvation as your helmet. Mm -hmm. That's the helmet. Put it on. You can't come in with it cocked to the side or backwards, you know, like they take the baseball cap and turn it around. Put it on right. right. Don't leave it in the car. Don't leave it on the bus. Amen. Take it with you. Keep it on. Uh-huh. And take the sword of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. which, which is the Word of God, right? Which is the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Pray in the Spirit at all whoa, whoa, times. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pray in the Spirit. Not sometimes. At all times. Well, you say, well, 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 well that means I got to get down on the floor and get my tissues and my sheet and cry out to God. No, no. If the Spirit of God is already in you, stop praying. Mm -hmm. You pray in the Spirit. What is it? Pray in the what? In the Spirit at all times. At all times. When you pray for people, pray in the Spirit. When you pray for yourself, pray in the spirit. When you pray for the sick, pray in the spirit. What is it? Do it in the spirit. Because the Holy Spirit what? lives on the inside of you. If he lives on the inside of you, let him operate through you. Uh-huh. And on every occasion. On every occasion, what? Stay alert. Stay alert. Look, stay alert. Uh-huh. And be persistent in your prayers. Whoa. Be who? Persistent in your prayers. Be persistent in your prayers. It comes a way of life. Meet him in the morning. Meet him at noon. Meet him in the afternoon. Meet him in the evening. Or meet him all night long. Something happens when you go in prayer. You really enter into the spiritual world. And you find that the devil always trying to get in, but he can't get in there. Because Michael, the archangel, don't wait no more. Come on, we didn't kick you out of heaven already. We kicked you out. Now, you won't try to come up here again. He ain't going to get up here this time. God took all your power from you. What you have is the power of darkness. You work that on people that's in sin and on yourself. But I bet you can't hear. Touch not my anointing. Uh huh. Be persistent in prayers for all believers everywhere. All believers everywhere. Be persistent. Continue to pray for them. Because a lot of them come up short all the time. We all come up short. Yeah. But he wants you to continue to pray for one and another. Mm -hmm. Hebrews 4 and 12. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you. Almost I'm winding it up. Yeah, I know. I told me that about 40 minutes ago, right? right. I'm taking my time again. Praise the Lord. It's all good. Uh-huh. For the word of God is alive. No, it's alive. The word. That word y'all looking at now, it's alive. Amen. And that word says, hey, you, if you speak out like this, some of you going to run out of here. Mm -hmm. Tell my Bible speaks to me. It's been speaking to you. <laughs> you, just, you just ain't hear it. Uh-huh. It's alive and powerful. And powerful. Uh-huh. It is sharper than the 
sharpest two-edged sword, mm -hmm. cutting between soul and spirit. In other words, it gets where the lasers can't go. Where the doctors can't get down in, the word of God get there. That's why you got to pray on stuff. Pray on things. Oh, yeah. That arthritis in your body. You know, you ain't got to pray for no corn. You can cut that off. <laughs> hey, just stop buying tax shoes. You know, somebody know what I'm talking about. Hey, man. Get something that fit. Uh-huh. Between joint and marrow, mm -hmm. it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. It exposes it. It breaks it up. Because when you start thinking things in the mind and hit the heart, uh-uh, you're going to wind up doing it. You finish it? All right, give me um, Revelations 12, verse 11 and 12. defeated him by the blood of the lamb by the blood of the lamb and and by their testimony your testimony are so important when God do something for you you tell it That's right. you tell it. what happened you put the devil in shame when you say God brought me out God saved me God delivered me from cigarettes God delivered me from alcohol God delivered me from drugs and fornication God delivered me the devil said oh Get you? He upset mm -hmm. because you saying God did it. Cause Satan brought it to you. The scripture said we were born in sin, mm. and we were shaped, molded, and iniquity. Now it has to take a God to bring us out of that. Amen. Jesus said it takes Him right. going to the cross, giving His life up for us to be free. That's a lot of doing. That's a lot of heart. <laughs> oh, Jesus had pretty heart. But he did it because he knew that Satan had us as slaves. And he came to redeem us from that. Uh-huh. And they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. They wouldn't worry about dying. Worry about somebody saying this, doing that. They were ready to go. They gave up their life. Because they love Jesus. And the Martyrs during the old time, the Martyrs, they would say, they were Christians, they would kill them. They would volunteer, they would go in the lion's den. Why? Because they were believers. They believed God for everything, not some things. They didn't take a pill for this and a pill for that. You got a pill for everything now. All they did was took scripture. They took the scripture. They put scripture on everything. And they prayed. Oh, yeah. I, I just look back and say, they got a pill for everything. Yeah. And everything we need is right in the ground. Amen. All that medication, you mean, that medication have you like, what's up, Doc? Yeah, they, 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 they never talk too much about side effects. Always read side effects. And you find out the side, side effects as crazy as you was when you was in the world. Those side effects are something else. I it. This guy got, when he had a tuberculosis, I looked at, he got the side effect. He said, well, wait a minute. If I don't take this, it's going to stop tuberculosis. If I take this, it's going to stop it. Really, it might slow it down. 
But what is the um, the side effect? It might have ten things that is said. By the time you look, you say, if I take this, anything might happen. Yeah. 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 Heart attack, go blind, oh, you have an itch, it's bad. What kind of stuff it had? And you be talking about, well, wait a minute, I think I'm going to take this. And you got to take this medication, medication for this, drink this, pop this, shoot this. Look, what's up with this? I ain't no puppet. And Billy, you still got the same problem. Yeah. That's what sin is. That's just what sin is. It's a problem. And it multiplies. It's forever doing what it's supposed to do. And we need to do what we're supposed to do and trust God. Hallelujah. You finish that verse? I'll give you 12. And therefore rejoice, mm-hmm. O heaven. Rejoice. Say rejoice. You rejoice. Get happy. Uh-huh. And you who live in the earth, heavens, rejoice. Rejoice. The ones here and the ones in heaven. Rejoice. Why? But terror will come on the earth and the sea. That's right. It's coming. It's for the, the rapture. Mm-hmm. For the devil has come down to you in great anger. He, he upset. He got evicted. He's mad. He's upset with you and your family. Oh, yeah. Remember... He was listening in Genesis 3.15 right. when he said, I'm putting in between you. He went, in other words, say, get in there. He heard that. Mm-hmm. He in every sense right now today. There's problem. You pray for your children when they're born. Pray for, pray for mom. Say, pray for them while they're in the womb. Mm-hmm. When they're in the womb, when they come out, you nourish them, give them the word of God. Yeah. As they get older, if they don't stay with God, the Bible says they will come back. If they don't come back, you already did your job. Right. So don't beat yourself up because the simple fact they ain't come out the way you thought or to come out the way God wanted them to be. They went the way the devil wanted them to be. So if they went the way the devil wanted them to be, you still got to pray for them. Amen. And then the thing about it, they know what's right. They don't do it. The Bible says when they come to themselves. Mm. Sometimes it takes trauma. Sometimes it takes death. Sometimes it takes sickness to bring them to see what's really happening. So this is why it's so important that as we being who we are, you're in a war. The devil ain't going to never leave you alone. He ain't going to never leave you alone. As long as you're on this earth, he's going to keep on going. The Bible says he'll fool the very elect. Now, if he fools the very elect, and I'm talking about the ones that have been handpicked by God to do special work and do special miracles. Just like, remember when Moses went into Pharaoh Mm -hmm. and he said, let my people go. Mm. Pharaoh said, who's this clown? (laughs) He better go back to the circus somewhere. Let let your people go. Who are you? I'm Moses. Oh, you Moses. You've been gone 40 years. Let my people go. Mama said, he had his dad put his dad down. And they said, look, look, he got his rod turned into a snake. And he started running. And so the physician, the physician, that physician, Pharaoh's uh, magicians. magicians, listen, Pharaoh's magicians, they put the sticks down and they turned into serpents. Mm-hmm. So you got to see the work of Satan work too. Mm-hmm. They were too. He put them, and they was going, and 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 Moses' rod 
Moses is saying, what? God, I, I, we, no, they don't do that. No. When God is on your side, the power that be is in you. There's going to be a change. He said, no. So the Bible said, God told Pharaoh, he said, I'm going to harden his heart. And the reason why he hardened his heart because he kept him coming back to tell him, God is sending you on it. And I looked at all the warnings God sent Pharaoh. Pharaoh just slept because his heart was hardened. But when that water opened up and they went across there, let me tell you something. He took his water down and then off. He took it off and looked and said, Moses, God is God. Look at this right here. I ain't never seen nothing like this. He stops us with a wall by fire, opens up the sea, and they go through it. And then when they get to the other side, he the, the wall of fire just poof, is gone. He said, well, Pharaoh, what are we going to do? He said, kill them all. And God just waited. And he got right in the middle. The Bible said, he said, fold the water over. And that's what the song, Pharaoh's army got drowned in the sea. So when we look at how God has healed us, blessed us, we have to be thankful. And stop thinking you ain't in war. You fight every day with yourself. Yes, you do. You fight every day. I, I know, should I do this? Should I do that? No, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. No, Holy Ghost speak to you. It tells you, uh-uh-uh. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. It tells you. Warning always come. Especially in the child of God. It talks to you. So, we have to be mindful of where we're going. In my conclusion, Psalms 126 and verse 5. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. I hope that this message has helped you, that you be stronger and stay close to God. And keep your armor on because you're in a real warfare and you will win. Amen. Father, we thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you for this time and space. Continue to speak to the